need the wine and shiny blues up. Have some wine and join us on the Winey Palooza podcast with Rebecca Green. Welcome to the Winey Palooza podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Green. I'm a wife, mother of three, and licensed clinical social worker. I also have three fur babies at home, too. My passion has always been to help children and their families. I always dreamed of being a wife and a mother. Parents are always learning through their struggles, failures, and successes and joys. I am no stranger to this wild ride of parenting, and I know behind every great parent lies a team of supportive friends and family. I want to be part of your support system. I want you to know that you are not alone. We are in this parenting world together. Join me every week for insightful discussions with experts on parenting and marriage, as well as other parents who have found the secret to successes in parenthood. You'll learn tips and tricks to make life with your family better than ever. I hope you will follow along with me while we dive into what it takes to achieve a happy family. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Green for the Whiny Palooza podcast, and I am over the moon excited today because I got my fabulous brother on the podcast today because this is my 100th episode, which is super important to me. And I said, who better to have on today than my brother? He is an amazing chiropractor, fabulous businessman, wonderful husband, um, father, uh, fabulous brother, son. I could go on and on and on, but he's going to tell you all about himself. So Dr. Corey Malnikoff, thank you so much for being here today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm laughing because you and I are doing this or my mustache, but you have to smile looking at it, right? <laughs> my, my brother is doing a mustache challenge this month and I am giggling looking at his uh, beautiful mustache. <laughs> yeah, I laugh looking at it, so you're allowed. <laughs> He's still very handsome. He always looks handsome, no matter what facial hair he has. <laughs> okay. So first question. First question. Tell, tell everyone what inspired you to become a chiropractor. Um, I couldn't think of anything better to do. No. <laughs> I know that's uh, not true. No, I mean, long stories. So I won't go too, too detailed. Obviously, you know them. But, um, you know, I, I was a... a unhealthy young kid. I think I was four years old, bad asthma. And, uh, you know, we got exposed to Dr. Ali at a really young age, both of us. And, uh, you know, I had two weeks from what I hear, my asthma spontaneously disappeared according to the medical docs, but chiropractic helped me there. And, you know, and then I got to play sports because I could breathe and high school sports and college sports. And my chiropractors were always my witch doctors that got me back on the field. So when it came time for profession, we had dad in the health field and mom in the health field and Uncle Harvey in the health field and Jafari in my back pocket. And <laughs> it, it just, it, it, it made sense. And, and I met, I met one doctor too, Dr. Leakman, who, man, when, when he spoke about the idea of chiropractic and whole body health and nervous system, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And so... Well, I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing. You know how strongly I believe in, in chiropractic care. And I think that all, I think it's mostly mothers who listen. And my goal is by the end of this for them to understand more about it. 
So tell us about your educational experience. You, what school did you go to and tell, tell them because you had so many accomplishments there and you met someone very special. Who's that? <laughs> Come on now, tell us. Uh, no, chiropractic, you know, is the first time I think I ever uh, hit my groove, right? So, you know, I, I never liked school that much. I studied a lot to get good grades because mom made me. Uh, yep. But at chiropractic school, man, I hit my stride and I just, I got a lot of A's because it was really great and really fun. I enjoyed learning about the human body. I, I enjoyed philosophy. I enjoyed all of that. Um, it was my first leadership role. I mean, even in football, I think at one point they actually offered me to be captain. I said no. Uh, but at chiropractic school, I took on uh, my first leadership role, with the Student American Chiropractic Association. And I got to be a class rep and then a vice president and then a president. And then I got to travel to D.C. and meet congressmen and senators. And I remember. Got, got voted into a cool leadership role at the school. And at, chiropractic school was just a groove for me. I just I loved every single thing about it. So it just uh, it, it was the perfect fit. And this was Palmer College. Yep. And, and he met his, go ahead. Yeah, and I and I met Viv, uh my my wifey. Uh wonderful wife. Second semester and she was in her first. And so Viv and I were pretty much together most of school. And she was from Virginia and I was from Buffalo. And as much as I, I love being a Buffalo kid, I always will be. Uh I came out and tried out Virginia and been here since. Okay, well. That was my next question. So you moved to Virginia to begin your career. You had no money to your name. How were you able to do this? <laughs> uh, well, I moved to Virginia to try it out. So I will say that I wasn't like, you know, gung-ho, I'm moving there. My life is going there. I was, hey, Viv, why don't we see if this is really going to be something and I'll come try out Virginia. Um, I was lucky, you know, I did a preceptorship, which is, you know, like a residency with, with Dr. German, who was a really great guy, taught me a lot. Um, and so I decided to stay. And yeah, it, it's it's an interesting thing being in a state where you don't know anybody, because Viv was still in school. Yeah. Uh, we don't know anybody and you don't have any money. That, that was an interesting situation. So I lived in a house with uh, three other guys I didn't know, and shared, shared a bathroom. Um, and I just, I don't know, I just decided I wanted to stay and I wanted to open. And, you know, I think when you make a decision like that, you just, that's it. For me, it's, it's, you're in. I mean, hard to say. I mean, everything we've ever done in our lives, I mean, you know, you and I are both like that. I think once we start, we're just, we're in. And, you know, I had to take a night job and I had to stamp cards at, at uh, Dulles Expo Center. And I had to make whatever money I could make to pay whatever bills I had to pay. And, uh. And it, and it sucked, but it, it was a means to an end. I think it's pretty amazing that you moved somewhere not knowing anyone, and you know that I would never do that. <laughs> well, it was for a girl. It was for the fabulous Vivian, yeah. who, we, who we all love. So I found a trick. So my brother just keeps opening clinics. And we're going to talk about how many he has, but I found a trick so that I don't have to keep asking him because I can't <laughs> keep up. So now I just go on his website, <laughs> Palmer Care Chiropractic, and I can just count myself instead of constantly going, how many now? So 
how many clinics do you have? And what do you think is the key to your amazing success? Uh, okay, well, that's a loaded question. Uh, there's 18 clinics open. There's one opening two weeks, maybe. And there's that's one opening, 19. There's one opening next month, so that'll be 20. Holy moly. And then we have five we're working on for February. So we're getting there. Uh, right now, I will tell you, the reason that we're able to do what we do is we have a lot of great peeps and we have really great systems. Um, I mean, like, it, it's, it's hard for me to swallow, but even like these ne this next clinic that's opening, um, I'm not going. Uh, it's the first time I'm not going. Wow. Uh, I can't go. I won't get into why, but I can't go. And so there's uh, three people, uh, and you know Casey and Paul. Uh, Casey, Paul, and my new assistant, Lisa, are literally going to fly out Saturday morning and spend Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday getting the clinic ready to open up December 1st. Wow. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for me, man, for me, it has always just been the people. Uh, I always just hired great people. Uh, I think everything we do is about our culture. I mean, yesterday we had this meeting that was just, just off the charts. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, we had 75 people in a room and we had uh, I picked maybe like 10 people to get up and talk spiz, to talk chiropractic philosophy. We had all the clinics in Buffalo, Atlanta, uh, Colorado, Texas on Zoom, all tuned in, jumping up and down and screaming. And then there's just so much energy and so much fun. That's, um, that's amazing. You know, I just, I teach them all that work should be fun and we should be having a blast. And if we're not, something's wrong. And so I think that's why we attract the people. That's really good advice. So we need to love what we're doing. That I think that's the that's the key right there. Yeah. And so we have the same mother and father. <laughs> and we had let's just say this. How do you think that your childhood and mom and dad have contributed to your success? What do you think? You knew I was going to ask that. <laughs> something along those lines uh sure um mom <laughs> mom always made me do everything I didn't want to do right made me clean my room made me do my homework made me get good grades um wouldn't really accept less than that she worked very hard very strict um and so those qualities all show up, you know, I don't, I don't shy away from a challenge and I know that doing the things I don't want to do is what makes me grow now. And so I'm, I'm always doing it. Um, and dad, I mean, uh, dad ran his own business and worked hard, but I honestly think that the things I got from dad had more to do with sports. You know, the things that he told me, I think I put that in the front of my book, you know, one time I was nervous you know, to get up to bat and he's like, he literally said to me, he said, always want the bat in your hands when the game's on the line. And I was like, oh, damn. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. And so that kind of changed my perspective. Uh, that was a big one for me. That is some good advice. Mm -hmm. He's full of good advice. I think they both are full of good advice. And I text the three of you all the time for advice because the three of you give amazing advice and I'm very blessed. So 
I know the women in my life that I talk to regularly. I try to educate people about the chiropractor, but people listening, they're not going to realize that they need to regularly go to the chiropractor. Can you tell everyone why we regularly go and why it's good for our health? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny because, uh, Paul, uh, who was an actuary, so very statistical, did a talk yesterday, was throwing up statistics about the number of people that see chiropractors. It's pretty low, uh, somewhere around 10% of the population, which is a really low number. Yeah. And, you know, things like yoga are catching on and growing fast, meditation catching on, growing fast, chiropractic, not so much. Mm. And I, I think the, one of the big reasons is there's so many chiropractors doing so many different things. Um, it's hard to know exactly what we do, but I think what people need to learn and what we need to do better as chiropractors, as a profession, association, organization, um, chiropractors look at the body as a whole. You know, if we look at the fact that your body is supposed to be self-healing, self-maintaining, self-correcting, self-regulating, your hormones are supposed to regulate themselves so that you don't have anxiety and depression and thyroid issues. Your digestion is supposed to self-regulate so you don't get IBS and, and constipation. Um, you know, your parasympathetic sympathetics are supposed to regulate so you can sleep at night. Mm -hmm. You hurt yourself and cut yourself. Your body's supposed to heal and self-regulate. And so when the body's nervous system, which is in control of all of that, your nervous system controls all of that self-regulation. Your nervous system controls all your body's ability to self-heal, uh, self-maintain, self-correct. Um, when the nervous system starts to diminish, like when it starts to, to get tuned down, when there's interference to it in any kind, and we have too much emotional stress and chemical stress and physical stress, and our nervous system starts to turn down, then our body loses that ability to adapt to stresses, and then we lose the ability to regulate. Mm. So our chiropractic clinics uh, are focused on getting our doctors to find where the nervous system is turning down, and the adjustment the adjustment is literally only us using the spine as an instrument to turn your nervous system on. Mm -hmm. And when we turn it on, we just, we see the most amazing things. And obviously people with symptoms get better. Yeah. But why you should see someone on a regular, why do I still get adjusted every week? Because I'd like my body to just always function at an optimal level, right? I know that once my body's broken, fixing it is much more difficult. I know that if I just keep myself firing on all cylinders all the time, my immune system will be regulating, my hormones will be regulating, my digestion will be regulating, my musculoskeletal system will be regulating. You know, if I want to go exercise and work out, I can function at an optimal level. And so there's just no reason not to make sure. I mean, even once a month, just make sure my nervous system's functioning. You know, we live, we live in, we really live in one of the worst places for overall health. We have mm. the best medicine and surgeries in the world. We have the worst healthcare. Mm. Um, and it's just sad. I'm, I'm not going to get into it, but parents putting their kids on. I mean, we see babies now that are getting put on things like Prevacid and reflux meds and all this crap. Yeah. You know, most of the new, most of the new um, pediatricians know not to give antibiotics for ear infections at first, that it's only going to cause worse things to a kid. Um, but a chiropractic adjustment, garlic drop supplements, there's just so many better things that can be done now. Uh, you know, our, people don't know it, but you know, we're, we're one of the worst industrialized nations when it comes to overall health. One mm. of the first. We were ranked 37th years ago. I think we're ranked 42nd now. Not you know, good. 
we, we get all the drugs, we get half of all the money spent in the world on, on healthcare spent on us and we still suck. Uh, yeah. There's gotta be a different approach. That's my point, I don't be depressing. There's gotta be a different approach. That's why yoga is getting big. That's why meditation is getting big. That's why people are learning about acupuncture, but chiropractors need to step up to be part of this, this lead, right? I agree with you. Yeah. Now, the way that I was raised and the way that Corey was raised is, you know, my friends make fun of me, but when I'm sick or not feeling my best, I run to my chiropractor. And I, I will tell you that I went with a fever and he saw me. And the next day, I, and I don't even think it was the next day. I think it was that day my fever went away. So for me, my doctor is my chiropractor and he has helped me with every single symptom I've had my whole life. So yeah, you know, I'm a believer. So the biggest complaint that I get, you know, because you know me, I want, everyone tells me their stuff and I say, go see the chiropractor, go see the chiropractor. And the biggest complaint that I get is that they're afraid. And I don't know if you know that, and I don't know if you get that, but how can we help people be less afraid to go? Well, you know, I think the people that are afraid are typically the people that have never been, mm. right? Because they've never experienced it because they're scared because they see that it's like a crack or a pop or something like that. But, you know, I mean, the easiest thing for me to say is just simply this. It is, it, it's typically not painful. That doesn't mean it never is. But it is, it's a high velocity, low force impact. So it's something that's really quick and with low force. And the other thing I'll say is this, right? If you look at a, a medical doctor's malpractice, how much it costs, something around $100,000 a year. Yeah. Right? That's because if you go see your medical doctor, the chance of them doing something to make you worse is pretty bad, pretty high. If you, if you look at my malpractice for the year, it's about 1500 bucks. Wow, I didn't know that. Why is it so cheap? Because we don't hurt people. That's right? good. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's just basic st common sense, statistics, math. You know, you're not, you're scared of going to a chiropractor with a $1,500 malpractice, but you'll go to the medical doctor with a $100,000 malpractice because of the odds of them harming you. Yeah. And I so. love medical doctors, lots of my friends. I love medicine and surgery, by the way, but I just love it as a last resort, not a first. Mm. That's good advice. That's good advice. So you're successful both at home and at work. Why do you think that is? Vivian. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. You're talking about my kiddos and my, my wife, and my, my, my home home. Yeah. You, you balance, you balance. You definitely make sure you're home for important things. So how are you having a successful career and a successful home life? Well, I mean, Lots of answers to that. Uh, okay, give us give us one answer. <laughs> I mean, priorities. I mean, I don't I don't yeah. miss kids stuff. I mean, I, I just went to Tony Robbins. I flew out to Florida, stayed for a day, and flew back because I didn't want to miss my kids' game. Oh. Um. I don't. I, I don't love miss, it. I don't miss stuff. That's just it's not a not an option. I I missed um one day once. I got my first paid speaking gig year, years ago at one of the top places to speak for chiropractors. They wanted me to speak on Halloween. 
And I wanted to say no. And I literally was kind of told that if I didn't go speak, that the board was not going to have me back ever. Oh, boy. I went and I missed uh, Halloween once. And Vivian sent me a picture of my kids dressed as Mario and Luigi. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, with with uh, Misa, Dr. Misak and Dr. Eric dressed as Mario and Luigi. And I, I saw that picture and I was like, nope, nope, never, ever, ever, ever oh. again. <laughs> Uh, so I, I don't miss things with my kids. And, you know, the, the, I think the same things that make me successful in work make me successful at home. You know, I teach our, our clinics affirmations, visualizations, goal setting, prioritizing. I teach my kids affirmations, visualizations, goal setting. Um, and I just think everything I do here, I do at home. It, it's just the same. You know, I, I, uh, I, I treat everybody here like their family. Everybody yeah. knows I care about them. Everybody knows I'm there in a second to do whatever needs to be done for them. I mean, they need to borrow my car, borrow my car. They need me to get them a, a hotel for two weeks because they're coming out of their house. Uh, I do it. And it's the same at home. I mean, I just have the same same heart in, in both places. And, and so it works. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is really just priorities. I mean, Vivian's Vivian's name in my phone is Queen Hottie, right? Because I, I, I'm supposed to treat her like a queen. Oh. So I put her and the kids first and and, and it works. Oh, yes, you have the best heart. That's why you're so successful. It's that wonderful heart of yours. So tell us the best advice that someone has ever given you that is not our parents. Yeah, I mean. I mean, my mentor, you know, my mentor is uh, Larry Markson. Uh, I mean, Larry's statement is, who you are determines how well what you do works. Mm. Uh, there, there's nothing that, I mean, that's, that's like mic drop. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I, I would say that the only times I've failed um, with doctors or staff, which, knock on wood, I don't think it's happened in a minute. Uh, is that I think that there's two types of peeps. There's one that understands that everything in my life, my health, my weight, my wealth, my success, uh, my relationships, everything is because of who I am inside and what I'm attracting. Mm. The second person is the person who says, you know, my wealth, my relationships, my success are like this because of the world. And so uh, if someone's not willing to say it's me, it's me, um, then forget it. And so Larry taught me that because, you know, I have, I have all these clinics running the exact same systems, the exact same marketing, the exact same procedures. And I have one doctor seeing 300 visits a week and one doctor seeing 100 visits a week. It's the exact same procedures, right? The difference is the doctor's a different person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Best, best advice for fire because that's all I've done since I met Larry is all I do is work on me. I mean, I'm back to Tony Robbins. I, I've gone to UPW. This is my third time going. And every time I've gone, it's because I know there's a next level and I'm not, I'm not, uh, I haven't built myself to be big enough yet. Um, you know, when, when the world starts to scare me a little bit because of the success that's growing, and people should know that when you start getting more successful, it, it's almost as nerve-wracking as when you're unsuccessful, hoping you're successful. Yeah. Um, the difference is I recognize that I'm getting to that point of, wow, this is big. 
I got to be able to hold this up. Um, yeah. And then I work on me and I, I get myself to Tony Robbins. I change my affirmations. I read, a, I read a new book that I know I need to program myself with. Or I find someone that's even more successful than what I'm about to become. And I start following them around. Mm. Like right hip. <laughs> that's a that's really good advice. Yeah. Yes. All such good advice. I would love for you to tell everyone about your book. <laughs> my book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my book's The $4 Sandwich. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible title. <laughs> it is not. It's terrible. Uh, it meant a lot to me when I wrote it. Uh, I should probably go back and, and, and work on it again, but it, it just talks about my story, right? So I, when you talked about me moving to Virginia and not having anything, obviously people hit a bottom before they hit, realize they need to start working. So I, I went to buy a $4 sandwich and realized I didn't have $4 left to my name. Mm -hmm. Uh, and Vivian was on the phone and got to hear that terrible experience. And I just got pissed off enough to recreate me and to start yeah. doing all the things that everyone said I needed to do to, to be a better me. And so that book is the, from the moment I, I couldn't pay for it. And then everything I did to reprogram myself to get to be, you know, what I would call successful. Yes. Awesome. Awesome book. Awesome title. So to the person listening who is afraid to start their own business and they really want to, can you give them a tip to get over that hurdle? Hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Um, that's tough because it really just depends on what world, but you know, I think that if you want to open a business, uh, you need to go find that business, uh, Go find someone who already has it and you got to go hang out and you got to learn from them uh, because there's just no point in reinventing the wheel if you're going to be opening a business that somebody has the, the ideal business you want. And, you know, if somebody has an ideal business, they're most likely going to want to mentor you anyways because that's the type of people that they're going to be if they're successful. Uh, but if someone, that's what I would do. I mean, I, I tell, yeah. I tell chiros that all the time, but in all honesty, I tell chiropractors not to open right out of school. Like I did. I tell chiropractors go work for a chiropractor for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but if you do open a business, um, you know, I will say that things will probably go really bad at some point mm. and it's right when you're going to quit right when you're going to quit is always that world's test of you because the next moment after you're going to quit is when it finally gets successful. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I sat down in my DC clinic. That was my fourth clinic. I remember I sat down in the reception area. They were closed that day. The lights were off and I was just sitting there debating if I was going to go ahead and fold up and close and if I was going to attempt to push through. I had no doctor and no nothing, lots of bills, but I, I would tell you, I could have easily quit and closed it down, but I, it's that one more step. I took one more step. Washington's a multi-million dollar practice now. So. Amazing. You're amazing. You know I think you're amazing. Tell us what's next. What are you excited about? I'd like to share that. <laughs> you don't have to uh, share it. You don't have to share it if you don't no, want there, to. There's, there's a lot going on. I, I, I have a crossroads coming up that I have to make a decision on. 
Um, so my future has two very, very big possibilities, but I will tell you for sure, uh, we're going to be opening a lot of clinics. So our goal this next year, we're going to open five clinics four times and then open 10 clinics the fifth time. <laughs> He's so creating an empire. We're, we're going to open 30 clinics next year. But there's oh my gosh. Things that could be coming I can't talk about. Okay. Well, maybe at some point you'll tell me privately. <laughs> well, uh, so, so I'm, I'm going to flip the script and ask you, am I allowed to ask you a question here? Of course. So I will say the two things that I tell everyone make people successful, right? The two characteristics that I think most, most successful people have is discipline and consistency. So this is podcast 100. Yeah. So a lot of discipline and consistency to get to number 100. Uh, yeah. Why did you do it? And, and how many times did you want to quit doing it? And why did you <sighs> doing it? Oh my gosh, it's such a good question. So, you know, my fabulous husband and his marketing business, and it was his idea. And I said no, and I was a nervous wreck, but I felt this pull to try something new and give it a go and see how it went. And then I started talking to people. I mean, I can't even tell you, I, I try to only interview women for my own reasons. And I mean, you, you and you and Seth and dad don't count, you know, you, the three of you don't count, but um, I've had a couple men on, but I mostly talk to women and the connection and what I have learned and the growth in me this year has been the most growth of my whole entire life. And it's from all of the women that I have spoken to this year and, and I have wanted to quit several times for several different reasons and have this pull to do it. And it really is the people and the self-growth along the way. So that's my, that's my answer. Well, I think that's a killer message for, for everybody out there and families. And I, I mean, I, I know, I mean, I was there when you had, you had some haters as you were growing uh, you deal with a lot. You got you to gotta have a thick skin and it's really cool. I hope everyone listening and watching is uh, understanding that to do a hundred podcasts is a lot of work, a lot of energy, a lot of effort. And they, they don't see, and I didn't, I haven't seen it, but I absolutely know without asking that you must have at least had a dozen times that you're like, screw this, I'm not doing it. Um, how do you, how, are you reading my mind? Yeah, I just, this is what I do. Uh, but, <laughs> You know, the fact that you didn't and you got to 100, I, I just, um, that's very hard to do. So, Well, thank you. And thank you for being my 100th guest. It means more to me than I can ever tell you. You're the perfect person to do this with today. And you, a lot of my inspiration and determination comes from you. And I don't know that you know that, but I'm going to tell you that now. So... My brother's amazing. I love him more than I can ever express. And thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy life. Congrats, 100. Um, thank you. Can you just tell everyone where to find your uh, 18, 19, 20 clinics? Well, website's always the best, right? Palmercare.com. Yes. 
Virginia, Texas, Atlanta, Buffalo, Colorado. We're around. So look them up. They're amazing. All of them are amazing. And if they're not near you, I bet you they're coming soon. <laughs> I hope so. So this is Rebecca Green reminding everyone to spend every day laughing, learning, and loving. Thank you for tuning in to the Whiny Palooza podcast. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. While you are there, leave a review. I love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.